Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. Practice number six now for Ohio State and training camp in the books. This was the first one in full pads. Got those thigh boards on, started taking players to the ground, full contact, full tackling. It was a little bit outside, a little bit inside, uh, and a lot of energy from what we saw during those first four periods for the Buckeyes. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. We can talk about a lot of things that we saw from tackling, but it's the blocking I think that everyone will be most interested about after this first week. There's a shuffle going on. It had been in the works maybe for a couple days with Greg Studrawa and Ryan Day alluding to some rotation. Uh, and then we got a glimpse at what that might actually mean uh, with Nicholas petit Frere at left tackle, Thayer Munford at left guard, Harry Miller at center, Paris Johnson at right guard, and Dewan Jones at right tackle. There's nowhere else to start for Ohio State right now on this particular day than their burn. Yeah, I mean, it talks to the depth of this team, talks to the versatility of this offensive line, and talks to Ohio State quite simply believing that they have to get their best five players on the field some way, somehow. And after six practices, they believe Dewan Jones is one of those best five offensive linemen. And so the question is about simple math. Is the, is the loss at, at tackle from Thayer Munford to Dewan Jones worth more than the plus at guard from Thayer Munford uh, to, from Josh Fryer, and I guess at this point they have to think that that is a net gain, and so you move forward. That's It's an interesting equation, and I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer because, uh, Spencer, as Well, that's my truth. As many times, hey, you have this depth, you have this versatility, you have this flexibility to do what you want to find that best five. When I look at it from here, and they have way more information than me, I would think that they're if, – if I was forming that five, I would want – if there was uncertainty, I'm not saying that there is, I may want to try it at left guard instead of at right tackle where Dewan Jones is unproven. Now, somebody is going to be unproven no matter what. And I also look at that, again, from the outside, Thayer Munford being the top returning tackle in the country, Paris Johnson being viewed as a generational prospect. And I wonder why it's Dewan. But obviously, Ohio State didn't just make this move willy-nilly. Yeah. The thing for me is I always thought when they were going to construct this offensive line, get the, fir- the best five guys on the field but the anchor is always going to be Thayer Munford at left tackle. I was wrong. So Well, maybe. Maybe. As, as far as we saw today, it, it looks like I might be wrong. If Nicholas petit Frere, if you don't have a drop-off at left tackle from Thayer Munford to Nicholas petit Frere, and Oh, Th- crap, that's a third part of the equation. And Thayer Munford is... There are a lot of parts of this shoot. equation. And Thayer Munford is willing, able, and, and pretty good at guard. I don't see how it could be a problem, but it just kind of throws a wrench into what we were thinking. We, we were talking about Luke Whipler or Josh Fryer playing guard. We were talking about Harry Miller or Luke Whipler playing center. We didn't really bring in the shuffling of tackles because it just seemed like a foregone conclusion that the top returning tackle duo in the country was going to stay the top returning tackle duo. It turns out they might just man the left side of the offensive line. It's a big wrench into all of this, but I think it's, it's something worth monitoring. I don't know if it's here to stay, if the toying is over. And they also, Tim, talked about that. Ryan Day was specifically asked about the possibility of either Nicholas Petit-Frere or Thayer Munford moving inside during the spring, and he had no interest at that point. What's changed? Well, Greg Sardawa says that's Dewan Jones. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I did a podcast on this back in the spring. I even wrote a story about the possibilities of the best five being the five you see out there. But as uh, my man over here, Spencer, pointed out, I thought the two, t- the two tackles would stay in their spots. Dewan Jones would work his way in there probably at left guard. Uh, with that said, you take what those guys can do and do best, and maybe what they can't do, <clears throat> and DeJuan Jones firing off as a right tackle makes a lot of sense when you think about it. 
Uh, I think Thayer Munford is about as flexible as a guy as they've got in that group when you think about it. But uh, I, I kind of saw this coming from, from way back in the spring just because, man, what a huge, huge busload of humanity that is. <laughs> Averaging, if you take their heights and weights, and by the way, with uh, Dewan Jones, when he says he, you know, somewhere between 360 and 370, you know, that's like you saying you're somewhere between 190 and 200. I mean, think about it. Uh, oh, those days are long gone. But six foot six, uh, <laughs> average of 325 pounds based on the roster, the way they've got them listed now. And that includes Harry Miller, Pee Wee in the middle. Uh, wow, what, what a group and what, what a potential that is. But like you just said, I thought the tackles were going to stay the same. I think it speaks to something Ryan Day talked about on Monday when he said that they're, they're out here this week trying to find out the identity of this team. And over the last couple of years, we sort of got used to this very high-flying pass-first offense. We've got three freshman quarterbacks that have never thrown a pass in college and five really good running backs. Maybe this is part of the plan to say, hey, let's, let's make the offense a little bit more balanced this year and give the running backs a little bit more beef up front to run with. I also thought it was interesting today that Matt Jones wasn't here as far as the group of guys that we were supposed to talk to. And, and I don't know if that's him moving around, if that's just a, a part of you know scheduling sometimes conflicts. He was initially supposed to be here, right? So you just start to wonder exactly how all this uh, maneuvering is impacting guys. And Thayer Munford said, as we talked to him today, that this was his idea. The decision to move inside was his idea. And that he told Dewan Jones when he was returning to school that if Dewan did everything right, if Dewan put in the work, if Dewan really committed to the game, that Thayer told Dewan back in January he would consider moving to, t to guard. Yeah. So you can use that as sort of a barometer that clearly Dewan Jones has done everything right. What's interesting about that is that I remember when Thayer made that move and we talked to him in March and the conversation was, did you discuss this with Paris Johnson? Because he was the guy that we all assumed would be next in line to be that tackle. And in all of this equation, all these moving parts, you didn't think, well, did you need to talk about this with Dewan Jones? Because he is all, was always and still seemed to be as excited as Ohio State was by his athletic ability, a, a product that wasn't close to being finished. You had this just massive amount, as Tim said, said of raw clay to work with. He's got that footwork, that basketball ability, agility, mobility, and could you turn him into a tackle? I don't think that anybody inside this building thought that it would happen at the rate that it appears to have. Now, yeah, it, it is really still has important. It, yeah, it, if they're doing this for a couple days in a row, even if it's the first six practices, that tells you that Greg's to draw one right. They believe this to be a realistic option. It is not still the only one because Ohio State retains the flexibility, as Spencer talked about, that Thayer can easily go right back to left tackle. Nicholas Tate Ferrer can easily go back to the right side. Harris Johnson, you already know what he could do if you need him to play tackle. So this is one option, and it doesn't mean that it's finalized or that Josh Fryer isn't going to be in there or Luke Whipworth's not going to play. But this Those is Those are major intriguing. reps out there today, yeah. though. I mean, you know, it's like they're definitely – I mean, Greg Stu-Draw left no doubt that they are definitely considering this and possibly as their starting lineup. And uh, – Spencer, I don't know if you agree. I, I mean, I just, you know, like you said, I asked uh, uh, Greg Studrow, uh, do you have to worry about hurt feelings, you know, in this deal? Because guys have pictured themselves in certain situations, like Thayer Munford left, left tackle and uh, Nicholas Petit Freer at right tackle. But then those other guys, like you just talked about, I mean, uh, at the least of whom is Matt Jones, Enoch Vimahi, some of these guys kind of get shuffled back in the old rotation, so to speak. And, uh, and bottom line is, they're going to play their best five, as he said, and uh, we'll see how it goes. 
we've we've spent you know five ten minutes now talking about the here the now the the very small pieces of what could happen I think one of the larger things that I learned today from this entire offensive line shebang I guess would be we talk Berman and I talk all the time about the left tackle the right tackle how Ohio State's not recruiting that position the way they need to and then I look out on the field and I see Dewan Jones is playing in the fir- as a first-team tackle. Nicholas Petit-Ferre is playing tackle. The number one tackle in the country from a couple years ago is playing guard. And the n- top returning tackle in the country is also playing guard. And then Josh Fryer, who we thought was going to be a guard, is playing tackle. What I'm, all this means for me is the way Greg Sudrawa can develop tackles at Ohio State is something that cannot be understated enough or overstated enough. Yeah. He has taken this room that we thought was guard-heavy full of guards with a couple of promising guys at tackle and made it into an offensive line of four tackles and a center. And it's really remarkable. It's also what we've talked about a number of times on Talking Stuff about recruiting. This is a, a, a program that is now recruiting almost positionless, and it's across the board, whether yes. the offensive line, defensive line, secondary. They're just finding the best five, six foot five, six foot six, 310 pound linemen they can find and then moving them around. And I, I think that what the reason you do that is exactly what Greg Stadwara said today when he's talking about Thayer Munford. This makes Thayer Munford a much more viable and better NFL prospect, which is saying something for a kid who's a, a you know who's outside already evaluated as a first right round an outside first round pick. I mean, this is a guy who's a first round potential talent, and now he's better uh, down the road for the NFL because he shows that he can play all these spots. And I think that except for tackle, which he said that's a totally different thing, or except for center, which he said center, that's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, so yeah. I just think it, it speaks to what Ohio State's trying to do, which is put the this is a, a building full of athletes, no longer just like a building full of offensive tackles or guards or centers. It's just the best athletes you can I would, find. I would remind each of these guys, when I first started covering this team in 1984, Jim Lachey was an All-American guard. You know, He became one of the great tackles, really, in, in the NFL, NFL history, yeah. uh, throughout his uh, illustrious career in the NFL. This doesn't pigeonhole you at all one way or the other. Like, like you said, it, it does show uh, your versatility, et cetera. And uh, but the bottom line is today, man, with zone blocking schemes and things like that, you know, the bigger the batter dudes you get out there who can move, and that's what they're recruiting. They're recruiting guys that can move in that offensive line room, no matter what their their expertise is. I mean, Donovan Jackson is a guard, but I think Donovan Jackson has ability to play almost any position on the offensive line. Just run them down the line. It's just amazing what they have done in these last seven or eight years. And as Stu Drava said today. I've got 10 guys that can play. Dude, yeah. they had like six guys that could play back in, what was that, 2012, maybe. Well, they had, they had maybe four and a half, and they were hoping that Reed Frankel became five. Exactly, um, exactly. Let's switch gears um, in our buyer's auto machine here on the practice report. Uh, what else jumped out at you? I, I wrote about Ja'Kalen Johnson. He made a couple plays. Again, we saw four periods. It was one tackle in, the, in a box and a pass breakup in a one-on-one. For a, for a true freshman who's in his sixth practice, that was the thing that flashed to me. Maybe that black stripe will be gone in a hurry for him. Uh, Master Teague was back taking those first carries, if we want to read into that today. Uh, some switcheroo going on there with the running backs. And and then C.J. Stroud and Kyle McCord put on an absolute aerial show when they had that. They're working on deep balls, and the receivers were tracking it over the shoulder, throwing it 45, 50 yards down the field. Those two just absolutely put on a clinic out there really impressive stuff so those were the the things that jumped out to me i wrote about those in our practice observations they're already up at letterman row but now these guys can jump in berm where do you start ryan day joked at big 10 media days about the ohio state walk-on receivers and how good they are and how they could probably be scholarship players at pretty much any other big 10 school and i was reminded of that today watching them go in these little tackle drills against the ohio state scholarship defensive backs and 
Chris Booker, Sam Wiggles. These guys are like totally shaking, <laughs> big time college football defensive backs. Uh, for me, it was actually what I saw after practice, which was just Jordan Hancock on, on the indoor field by himself, working on his breaks, working on his hips. I think that's the kind of stuff that I, I'm paying attention to as we head into the season because a guy like Hancock knows that his reps are going to be limited out here, but they're not limited in there. And When it's practice is over, he's going to be able to get in as much as he wants. And I think having that sort of uh, passion for the game, I think, is what I really see. And you know, you're talking about the quarterbacks, and I, I just, I, it's, it's just shaping up to be a two-man race. And I think that that's, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm not trying to say Jack Miller doesn't have a role on this team, but I don't think that from a starting quarterback perspective, what we see now, we've been blessed to be out here four different times yeah, for in the first six practices. Every time, it's the same two quarterbacks that I think are making the throws that count. Um, and, and so you just got to figure out how now to get from there through these next two, these scrimmages Wednesday and Saturday to a starter on Sunday. Spencer. One of the things that stands out to me now is Austin Ward never really points out true freshmen because you have to earn your way onto this <laughs> yeah. roster. So for uh, Taking a black stripe off from me is way harder, boys. No, seriously, for Austin to praise a true freshman for what he did in, in those four periods. Grew up in is, Wyoming. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. It is because J.K. Johnson made some plays that flashed in the limited time we got to see. But the thing – it's, it's the quarterbacks, and then it's Donovan Jackson. Donovan Jackson is, I don't mean to take us back to that offensive line, he's already moved into that two deep. He was already with that second string, working with, with Kennedy Cook, um, and, and really getting to hone in on those skills. I asked him what kind of difference it was to, to come and be on Zoom meetings in the spring and then to get here. He said that it was the icing that he got in the spring on the Zoom meetings and Stud handed him the entire cake. He's eating it because he looks better, he looks bigger, he looks stronger, and he looks like a guy who can really start to push for playing time. And in the next 10 days, I don't, we don't like to say that true freshmen can play, especially on the offensive line, but if you want Thayer Munford and Nick Petit to return to those tackles, I think Donovan Jackson will be part of the equation if that does happen. I thought you were watching the kickers. Oh, the kickers are, are a whole other story. But I figured we are going to have an entire practice report on the kickers. That's why I kind of <laughs> saved Tim, them. It is Tim, what did, Co- what did John Cooper say about the pups? Yeah, if he'll bite you, he'll bite you as a pup. <laughs> if a dog will bite you, he'll bite you as a pup. That, that, well, my, my reference to Wyoming was a compliment, not a slam. Yeah, well, we earn it out there. Because my, my big line about Wyoming is everything's downhill from Wyoming. <laughs> but I digress. you got to climb uphill to yeah. get there. Yeah, the bottom line is, I mean, y- y'all have touched on a bunch of it. I, I'm watching sort of the the body body chemistry of whatever couple of guys, uh, you know, Kyle McCord and uh, Jack Miller, and it looked like, you know, nobody said anything, but there looked like there was a there's been a declaration made of some sort, you know. And I'm watching, like you said, I'm watching that deep ball drill as much as anybody. That's one of my favorite things to do is watch those guys yeah. air it out. And you're right about Kyle McCord, but I'm telling you what, C.J. Stroud has got touch on the deep ball. Sure does. I mean, it is. He throws it and then. Has that little painter's, uh, uh, you know, hang there, flourish. which is what you really like. But what stands out going back to what you were talking about, Donovan Jackson, JT Tuimoloa. I mean, five stars. Sometimes you recruiting dudes get them wrong. You're more <laughs> than recruiting dude than he is. He's he's a reporter. Dude. It's getting easier and easier. But uh, <laughs> dudes, look. I mean, those two guys are real, the real deal. And then I'm going back to that offensive line for just from the standpoint of this. The only non-five star really. You know, I don't, I'm not sure Harry Miller finally ended it, but is Same. is the left tackle Thayer Munford who might be the best tackle coming out of college football next year. It's just amazing. I keep going back to this, the amount of talent we're watching in front of us. And like you're talking about, uh, but then I want to go back to this, walk on receivers, making guys, Wiggles doing his wiggle and making guy miss. 
is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> Considering the Achilles of this team a year ago. Well, but that's that's yeah. more to be seen. Hey, that's why today's first hitting practice, right? Yeah, you gotta learn. One, you gotta evaluate. You gotta figure it out. Gotta get it going. The Buckeyes did that on Tuesday morning. First full pad practice, full contact, full go. A lot for Letterman Road to learn, and a lot to break down on the practice court, which is always brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Buckeyes all year round at Letterman Road.